Hey, listeners. After five babies, I've changed a lot of diapers. And I have opinions about them. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are best to use when your baby is older. But in my experience, they're the best diapers to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. That's because these diapers don't have ordinary diaper tabs. They have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby who just can't stop moving. Just slide on to apply, rip the sides to remove, and roll everything up with the disposal tape on the back. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof and just got even better with a new blowout barrier. And since these diapers stretch with your baby, your active baby can move all over the place, getting into everything as usual. Pampers Cruisers 360 are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, a practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 230. This is the second part of our year in review, and it is first airing in late December of 2021. Uh, In this episode, we are going to be talking more about things that happened in our personal lives, either things that went right or wrong, I guess, or highlights of the year, and just sort of looking back, the retrospective, and, and what we wish to share from that. So, Sarah, you when you were thinking about doing this episode, you wanted to match this up with the goals you did set for 2021. And where do you where do you keep that list of of goals? I had a few different goals lists floating around. Part of me actually thought about going back and listening to our prior episode. That would have been an easy way to create a list. But I had saved in my Apple Notes document kind of a master list. I have a folder in there called Lists and Horizons. And I had a 2021 list in there and I had been looking at it, I wouldn't say super frequently, but periodically enough to like know what was in there. So I decided to use that for my kind of framework. Yes. So I think mine was like written on a slip of paper that then in the course of the desk clear out for showing the house disappeared. 
But uh, I mean, I know the general gist of, of what I intended to do over the course of the year. And some stuff happened and some stuff didn't quite go exactly as planned. Um, but, you know, it, it's in general, it's probably good that if you want to truly do a goal, that it's not something that you're going to remember because it's daily. You know, if it's something that's a bit more periodic or is tied to a specific time, but that time is not January 1st. You know, you might want to keep the list somewhere accessible that you're going to look at frequently, be that, uh, you know, a planner page or a note on your bathroom mirror or a sticky note on your laptop or something else that's that's going to remind you. So let's let's start with Sarah, though, because she has a she has a great list where she actually found her 2021 goals and uh, matched them up. So how did it go? How does 2021 look for look for Sarah? Uh-huh. I am pleasantly surprised about 2021, especially because it was kind of like a weird year with a lot of, you know, transitional type stuff. By the way, I think you should not. I remember that you said like you didn't want to be ambitious with goals given like Henry's age and stuff. So I think I think the choice not to keep your list somewhere was like purposeful. And that's okay if you're in that season of life where you're like, this is a more just like take it as it comes year, then maybe it's a year that you don't need to have. Well, the problem is I had some things that were very ambitious goals that had to happen. I mean, I knew those had to happen and I didn't need to be reminded. I don't know about the little ones, but the the big stuff, you know, obviously the house renovation and the book project and then writing the book. I mean, that had to happen and, you know, plotted forward. But, you know, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you had enough big rocks. You didn't really need a reminder about smaller things. Plus still a toddler, toddler, toddler's key. All right. So I'm going to go through a few highlights. I'm not doing every single one of these because you'll get bored. My first one, surprise, surprise, I wrote in my list that I wanted to win the battle against distractions, (laughs) including my phone. And I wrote that it had become less of an issue in 2020 and I wanted it to be a non-issue in 2021. It was not a non-issue in 2021. However, I do feel like, especially towards the end of the year, I have made some progress with this, culminating in just basically leaving Instagram because I think I finally figured out that I just have to do that. That is the app that sucks me in by far the worst. It's the social media. I also sometimes, I mean, so I think it was November 29th. I decided I took that app off my phone and I started tracking and I was doing really, really well. Last night I had a very stressful day and I ended up on like CNN and Doximity. But honestly, that doesn't make me feel as disgusting as Instagram. So I still would call that a victory. And um, yeah, I think I've made progress on this. I think it may always be a work in progress. But at the same time, yeah, I'm kind of happy with where things are. I feel like I've taken some steps. My next one had to do with fitness. So Laura and I had decided to try the uh, AMR Many Happy Miles program. I don't know how she did. She can let us know. I tried it for a few months. I think it's a great program for somebody who wants like a running community built in and you want like calendars. But then I got it got hot and I got kind of tired of running. So I left it behind and I did more strength stuff. And now I'm kind of running again. But I find myself kind of preferring to set my own training plan. So that didn't work out exactly how I wanted, but I'm glad I gave it a try. And I guess I still was able to generally build in fitness throughout the year. I don't feel like I kind of was as ruthless about it as I was in 2020, but I'm just going to be accepting of myself and be okay with it. In case you're wondering, no, I stopped doing the AMR thing too. I mean, I I think it's great as well. Um, I just had a revelation about my relationship with running and exercise in general, which is that I don't really ever want anyone telling me what to do. 
And even if it's a nice thing, like I noticed I would, I would get the workout for the day and I would just automatically change it, you know? And so like, what's the point? Like I can just do my own thing, you know? And, and so I think, yes, it's great. If you are looking for a community for me, running is mostly a solitary endeavor, except when I run with a a friend um, once a month or so. And to just, we pass the time on our long runs chatting with each other. That makes that a lot more pleasant, but for the general daily run, like I'm just not looking for a structure to it. It's just a way to get some exercise, to get some fresh air. So there you go. That's what happened with that one. Awesome. So we both quote unquote failed, but not really, because it's not like we didn't stay active and stay exercising, which is really the goal, especially as we get older, like just moving and enjoying it. All right. My next one is uh, that I wanted to try to have more as a vague goal have more fun with the kids, especially as Genevieve got older. I wrote, enjoy the complexity of interaction with ages three, six to seven and eight to nine. I I agree with the complexity. I don't know about enjoying the interactions. A lot of the interactions are very drama filled and may involve screaming. So (laughs) I think that was optimistic. I will say it has been really nice not to have to plan around a nap anymore, even though those nap times were lovely. I mean, number one, it it started to become a bedtime issue. And number two, it just kind of like made it hard to structure the day, especially if I was trying to preserve it and she might fall asleep in the car and like, who knows? So yeah, I, I guess this was okay. This wasn't that much of a goal though, but I'll just comment that I think I, I think every year it's going to get more and more fun. I am not super into the infant toddler age. Like I can see that now more that I enjoy older kids. You can just do so much more with them. You can talk so much more with them. I'm not one of those people who's like, I want to keep them a baby forever. I, I, so I'm really looking forward to this year. Like four, eight, and 10 is, is my kid's age for most of the year. And that sounds really fun. Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds like a, a great goal. Now you, you had a couple goals too. Did you guys actually wind up doing that? We didn't do a lot. So I think I had wanted to do like a couple's trip every quintile. That did not happen. But there were two memorable and lovely couple's trips that we did take. We did a weekend in Vero Beach and another one in Captiva around our anniversary. I do find that with couples time, like I love the overnights where you actually drive somewhere or fly somewhere to get away a little bit. It just feels, you know, so much easier than if you're kind of staying home. I also at one point, I think in 2020 had decided like, I don't really need date nights, but by the end of 2021, I'm like, I need date nights. <laughs> so I don't it's know. It's good That's not to have of- revelations that will take us through the rest of our lives. We can change. We can change. Our epiphanies can change. <laughs> we can change. And um, date nights can be lovely because when you spend an entire weekend attending to the needs of your children, being able to leave the house for a few hours and not do that can feel just wonderful. No, we are more organized about podcast recording. I think we've we've gotten better there, fully embracing the splitting the interviews, being more spreadsheet driven. Yes, I, I do feel like this has gotten better. Not only am I, so one of my, my goals was to like get farther ahead, more organized in podcast recording. I had created best laid plans like mid 2020. And so I had like the two podcasts and I always felt like I was bumping up against some deadline but I've been more intentional about like putting on my calendar space to do the prep as well as do the recording. And it's felt a bit less crazy. And yes, I enjoy splitting the interviews because I actually have fun listening to you when you do the interviews and I haven't heard it before. And I do think interviews are just easier to do as a one-on-one than a two-on-one anyway. So it's like win-win. 
Now let's talk about your travel because you had some travel highlights on like 2020. <laughs> there were some actual travel 2021 highlights. Yes. So I had written travel somewhere with crisp weather and autumn leaves and see Miriam, my niece. And yes, I can give that a big fat check. We went to North Carolina in November and um, there actually were autumn leaves. So I didn't get to do like a specific leap peeping trip, but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that, hey, you know, when you're farther south, the leaf season lasts longer than one might think. So we were able to see some colorful leaves on that trip as well. And I got to see my niece. So I, w- I would say that was a definite yes. Let's see. I had a coach. We ha- I had a goal. I had some work-related goals that I'm really happy to say they have happened within the calendar year. We launched a coaching program for the residents that fully happened, and that all happened this year. And I just submitted an abstract with one of our residents to a conference that's next spring. And I haven't done that in quite a long time. So that was two kind of big wins work-wise. And that's while doing all the rest of the work stuff. So those are just kind of like side things, but I would call them victories. And then I had some financial goals of like our savings. And I think we did pretty well. My goal was to like make sure we were using 20% of our money towards savings. And I actually think we did do that in 2021, but barely because at the end, we started instead of moving money to like our taxable account, moving it to like down payment fund. But at the same time, a down payment is kind of like wealth building anyway, to some extent. So it's not money that I'm like spending on a vacation that's evaporating. So I think that counts. No, I think that counts. I mean, you know, saving up a down payment is a is a worthy highlight from the year. That's That's good. Buying a house, also good. One thing we did not do on the financial side is that um, I think we started our estate planning process in 2017 and we never finished it. And we still <laughs> haven't finished it. So that's a 2022 yeah. endeavor. Probably have to update our will because there's another baby than there was when we created it. So lots of stuff changes, keeps going. Well, cool. Well, so that's Sarah's goals for the year, how they matched up with uh, what she did and, uh, We'll take a quick ad break, and then I guess I can share some of my highlights. Well, we are back. Um, We are doing the second part of our year in review episode. This one is a bit more personal focused. So when when we just talked about doing this episode, I decided to do it more in a highlight form. So not thinking about what my goals were for the year, but just like what happened this year that was cool that I, you know, was happy about and enjoyed. The house project was a giant thing. They started work in March, although the planning was going on in January and February. I was making a lot of selections in January and February. Started ground in March. It went all summer, all fall. We are finishing it up now. We did the walkthrough. You know, it's delivered to us at the end of the year. We are moving in, movers booked January 4 through 7. So it's done. Took the whole year. I mean, it's not done, but it's closer than it was. We still need to get certain wallpaper in, but we want to do that after the heavy furniture comes in. We still have to do a lot of exterior stuff, but, you know, that doesn't have to happen before we move in. So, you know, we survived. And I was hoping to get through this with my, you know, sanity and marriage intact. And we apparently still married. Um, and whether I'm sane or not is a different matter. But, uh, you know, we, we learn a lot about each other. And, you know, the things that people turn out to care about that you might not have guessed that they care about, which is fascinating. 
I read War and Peace one chapter at a time. I mean, I still have like 10 to go as I'm, I'm saying, well, yeah, but it's the end. I'm into part two of the epilogue, which is the last Tolstoy throat clearing stuff. All the plot points have happened. So, you know, it's done. And I made it through it. And I really liked it. It's a wonderful book. Absolutely recommend. I actually did some interesting travel this year. Uh, some highlights. We didn't really talk about it all this much in the course of doing this. Because, I don't know, we were little... People have different feelings about travel. But we did it as, as safely as possible. I took the big kids to Disney World in the early summer. We ate at Cinderella's Royal Table at Sleeping Beauty's Castle. We got a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance. I mean, all cool stuff. The Rise of the Resistance was like this whole saga. We had not gotten them, you know, earlier, whatever. And so the day we were going to try this again, I got up to be on at seven o'clock to get on and I didn't get it. Like I was literally four seconds and, and they were gone for the day. And I just, how is this even possible? You know, and my, my kids are going to be upset. There's a second chance at one o'clock or whatever that you can do it. So Jasper researched this. He, you know, found, he went online and found like all the stuff, like while we were waiting in line of like, where is the right spot in the park where the Wi-Fi is best? So we went and popped ourselves in that spot. He was on it. He was following the directions. He was on my phone and he got it. So we were riding Rise of the Resistance, which is a lot of fun, actually. It was a really cool ride. Um, I can highly recommend it. I, I think they're switching it out to a point where now you just wait in line or something, um, which slightly more democratic, I guess. <laughs> because if you're willing to wait for two hours, you can go on it. But um, yeah, it was, it was cool. We took a resort vacation with all seven of us this summer. We went to Turks and Caicos, which was fine. I have to say that international travel with a toddler is just hard. We didn't have a hard time getting the passport. Like I, I thought a lot of people had said like, oh, getting a passport during COVID is going to be, hor you know, you're never going to be able to. It didn't, it was actually fine. I don't know if our particular part of the State Department was working faster, which bless them if they were, but we, we had no problem getting it. The issue is that my child does not sleep when he is not at home. And it is fine when you are in a house somewhere that you have rented, which is what we often do for vacation purposes. But when you are in a hotel, that is not really going to work. And I think the most I slept consecutively the whole week was about two and a half to three hours. And even though it was a resort that had baby care, so it was like I could go dump him there for you know two hours at a time and then go pick him up and then bring him back for two hours or whatever, it was still hard. It was still hard. Um, so lesson learned, made memories one way or and, the other. And you can't relax if no. you think your two-year-old is miserable either. Like, even if you dump him there, but you know, you're like thinking that he's screaming the whole time. Like, how would you even take a good nap when you only slept? That's, that sounds, and then your awareness the whole time that like, wow, every minute costs like yeah, $20 or whatever. <laughs> I mean, there was good stuff. I mean, so Sam and Jasper went scuba diving. Not Jasper. Sam and Michael went scuba diving. Jasper, Ruth, and Alex and I did the snuba thing, which was really cool. Like you, you know, have a, it's it's basically a scuba tank, but you're like tethered to it and it floats on the surface. So it's the scuba experience, but you don't carry the tank on your back underwater. Um, so there's just a little bit more flexibility that you can come up and down quicker. And plus they're in shallow, shallow water. I mean, you know, so you're not, dealing with the surfacing issues that, that come with, with scuba. There were highlights, like there were fun times. It was just a hard trip. So, and, and then getting, you know, like pe getting 
COVID tests for all of us to come back to the U.S. and everything. I'm just the everything about it. Our, our domestic trips had had some upsides. We went to Maine in early September. Went to Acadia. It was so beautiful. I mean, the lobster was amazing. I can't really eat butter anymore, but I was just like having a little bit with the the lobster. It was great. So I really had fun with that. We went leaf peeping in upstate New York. So we did go on a, that was not the purpose. My brother got married. He had gotten married by Zoom in December of 2020. And then they decided to have the actual full wedding and reception in October at their place in uh, upstate New York. And it was just so gorgeous. I mean, like the peak weekend, we went hiking in uh, Lake Minnewaska State Park. It's just, I mean, stunning, stunning, stunning. We stayed at this gorgeous farmhouse that had like the chickens and the colors of the fall. Oh, so amazing. So highly recommend that. We went apple picking. I think I want to do that like every year. I did a solo trip to Cape May to finish my book uh, manuscript. And I would also heartily recommend traveling alone. <laughs> so throw that out there. Another highlight, writing Tranquility by Tuesday. I mean, I'm still editing it, but the bulk of the manuscript is written. That was not a small project either. Um, doing that is that. a huge highlight. Time diary project of 150 people over 10 weeks and then writing a book about it. So like the house, many parts, many people, lots of management, but it's mostly done. Also, Lego projects. We did a ton of Lego projects over the year. Uh, I did like, you know, the Lego Friends with Ruth. I did like a NASA rocket with Sam. I mean, it's just, you know, 1,500 piece projects that take weeks, but it's a great way to hang out with like nine to 13 year old kids, I would say, um, and get them to sort of chat with you and have fun and like you're doing something. So we wound up doing the, uh, with the Christmas village type piece, like the Santa's visit. We did that and I just sprung for the elf clubhouse. So we're doing two this year because why not? I also did a lot of a thousand piece puzzles. So a more long projects that you know, see through start to fit. I got a little tired of thousand piece puzzles by the end of the year. I bought three autumn puzzles thinking I was going to do them. And then I just lost it. I did one and then I couldn't get through the 150 pieces of blue sky. And that was the end of my puzzle obsession. So, well, you know, sometime in the future, I'll get back to it. But yeah, a lot of... Lot of puzzles are not going to go bad. That's the good news about puzzles. Yeah. No, they won't. They won't. And then, you know, one thing that has been a highlight for this year is figuring out just like, I have such a range of children. And I mean, one of... There's very few things that we can all do. I mean, there are certainly some things that we can all do. And I really enjoy like family dinners now that Henry's sitting in a chair. I'm just looking around at all of them and he's really trying to be part of it because he's old enough to do that. Um, and to see the interaction of the older children with him is just amazing and heartwarming and, and wonderful. But on the other hand, there are certain things that we can't do with him that the older children might want to do. But we've, you know, figured out stuff like, it turns out you can hire childcare for a few hours on the weekend for just one child, right? And this is the sort of thing that I don't think people, like my vision of childcare when I was pre-kids, I did not recognize that. And especially when I see things like people are like, oh, hiring childcare is you're outsourcing yourself. Like, you know, I want to see my children. I'm like, well, I want to see my children too. And in order to do stuff with my older children, Sometimes we need to not have the baby. And so hiring a sitter for him for a few hours on the weekend so we can go tubing on the Delaware River, so we can go ice skating, 
all of that is stuff that is a lot harder with a toddler or impossible with a toddler. Like they weren't going to let us put a toddler on a tube in the river. Um, so, you know, that's, that's uh, a realization. And I think we have one more year of it. And then I think he'll be sort of getting into the stage where he can start to do stuff, maybe a year or two, two years. Maybe. I say two. <laughs> two years. Okay. When he's four, he can, he can do Because I feel like we've just gotten there and Genevieve turned four this past weekend. And I'm like, okay, like you're not going to fall asleep at 6 p.m. if you didn't nap. You are less likely to throw a temper tantrum. Like you're right. Three is easier than two. But I think, I think in two years, you're going to be like, and then Jasper's going to be like, like driving oh everyone God, around. I mean, that's the issue. Like, I mean, it's like not in two years, but like three and a half. He, he's going to be an adult. So I know right. in two years, he can be part of the carpool. That is also true. I am so excited about that, by the way. I mean, now, I mean, a highlight of, so starting high school has been cool to see him, you know, come into his own with that and, and all the stuff that's in high school and, you know, seeing him find his, his tribe and he's doing like a science competition and he's joined the select chorus. He's one of the very few freshmen who auditioned and got in. So that's been really fun to see, see that happen. Been very proud of that. But yeah, I mean, every time we drive into the high school parking lot, I'm like, okay, when are you going to get your license? <laughs> that I can like let you take my old dozen year old car and you know because I don't care if it's like banged up and just go drive yourself (laughs) so that'll be amazing it will be amazing you're close we're we're close Uh, we can leave kids home alone we can leave the older two home with some of the younger ones like so certainly Jasper and Sam are both capable of staying with Alex for not hours but you know some amount of time I've left Henry sleeping with Jasper home in charge. I'm a little weary of, I mean, I, he would watch him, but he'd like feel resentful about it if I left him for like hours with Henry. So I tend to hire a sitter for Henry if, if that's going to be a, a situation. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the deal right now. And then the last thing that's been sort of a, a revelation over the course of the year, I must not have had this health problem as acutely in the past because I feel like life would have been unlivable if I had, but whatever, after the fifth pregnancy or something, I had a chronic sore throats and congestion, which is one of these mysterious medical maladies that who even knows what that could be? Because it's symptomatic of everything, right? It could be allergies. It could be dietary issues. It could be a throat condition of some sort. I mean, there's just so many things it could be that you you don't even know. Like what specialist would you go to to get it treated like because GI and allergy are totally like separate kind of things and and so anyway long story short lots of Dr. Google lots of crowdsourcing lots of trying stuff out by taking a regimen of anti-reflux medications and avoiding dietary triggers such as dairy and wine, I am able to keep it under control. And so like not having chronic pain is like a great way to end the year. I got to say, like, I I will pause and be like, I can breathe. (laughs) My throat doesn't hurt. (laughs) Like I'm not, you know, counting the minutes till I can go to sleep and hopefully I'll wake up, you know, with it not hurting, you know? So it's, that has been a huge, huge relief. And I, it's just like life when you get older, stuff just happens. It's so true. And I feel I feel like the key with that was the trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had to 
you had to experiment with different things because no doctor, I mean, of course, I have high respect for doctors, but there are certain things that are just hard to test for. You're going to have to just do different things and see what works and then and then figure it out. So that's amazing. Yeah, Not I mean, having pain is trying good. anti-allergy medicines for a while and that didn't do anything. And and so I was like, well darn, like what? You know, I was had high hopes that like it was, you know, cuz congestion and sore throat is a pretty obvious like, you know, pollen and whatever else and breathing allergy, but no, it wasn't that. Well, it could be an allergy, but it could be a food it's allergy. A food. Like, like I think it's more yeah. likely to be a food allergy and and that it turns out that not everybody who has reflux has like heartburn, that there are other forms you can get that in. And so that was a revelation as well. Um, so, I mean, who knows, maybe like this will stop working at some point. And it turns out that there was just some other, you know, magical coincidence that that made it feel better, but it does in fact feel better. And so, you know, medical mystery maladies um, is, is- And this is not medical advice. No, this is not a medical advice at all, but you know, it may- be something that you just have to experiment with over time and figure out what will work and what what won't. So anyway, that is that. Well, this has been our second part of Year in Review. We hope everyone who is listening to this in late December is having a restful holiday vacation, or if it is not a restful holiday vacation because you are home with your one and three-year-old while their daycare is closed, we want to send a shout out to you, soldiering through it because, you know, when you have little kids, vacations are often not restful and we understand. And so, you know, cheers to getting through the day and celebrating when it's bedtime and just kicking your feet up and having a moment. So we're there with we're you. putting this podcast on to distract you while your kids are making a complete and utter destruction site out of the playroom. Exactly. Exactly. Let it go. It'll be good. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. Um, we will be back next week, which is actually going to be next year with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.